Equitable Remedies Equitable remedies are judicial remedies developed by courts of equity from about the time of Henry VIII to provide more flexible responses to changing social conditions than was possible in precedent-based common law. Equitable remedies were granted by the Court of Chancery in England, and remain available today in most common law jurisdictions. In many jurisdictions, legal and equitable remedies have been merged and a single court can issue either or both remedies. Despite widespread judicial merger, the distinction between equitable and legal remedies remains relevant in a number of significant instances. Notably, the United States Constitution's Seventh Amendment preserves the right to a jury trial in civil cases over $20 to cases at common law. Equity is said to operate on the conscience of the defendant, so an equitable remedy is always directed at a particular person, and that person's knowledge, state of mind and motives may be relevant to whether a remedy should be granted or not. Equitable remedies are distinguished from legal remedies, which are available to a successful claimant as of right, by the discretion of the court to grant them. In common law jurisdictions, there are a variety of equitable remedies, but the principal remedies are Injunction Specific performance Account of profits Rescission Rectification Equitable estoppel Certain proprietary remedies, such as constructive trusts Subrogation In very specific circumstances, an equitable lien Equitable compensation Appointment or removal of fiduciary Interpleader, and Equitable tracing is a remedy for unjust enrichment the two main equitable remedies are injunctions and specific performance, and in casual legal parlance references to equitable remedies are often expressed as referring to those two remedies alone. Injunctions may be mandatory, requiring a person to do something, or prohibitory, stopping them doing something. Specific performance requires a party to perform a contract, for example by transferring a piece of land to the claimant. The award of specific performance requires that the two following criteria must be satisfied. 1. Common law damages must be an inadequate remedy. For instance, when damages for a breach of contract found in favor of a third party are an inadequate remedy. 2. No bars to equitable relief prevent specific performance. A bar to relief arises for example, when the court's continuous supervision of the defendant is not feasible. An account of profits is usually ordered where payment of damages would still leave the wrongdoer unjustly enriched at the expense of the wrong party. However, orders for an account are not normally available as of right, and only arise in certain circumstances. Rescission and rectification are remedies in relation to contracts, or, exceptionally, deeds, which may become available. Constructive trusts and tracing remedies are usually used where the claimant asserts that property has been wrongly appropriated from them, and then either, 1. The property has increased in value, and thus they should have an interest in the increase in value which occurred at their expense or, 2. The property has been transferred by the wrongdoer to an innocent third party, and the original owner should be able to claim a right to the property as against the innocent third party. Equitable liens normally only arise in very specific factual circumstances, such as unpaid vendor's lien. Equitable principles can also limit the granting of equitable remedies. This includes he who comes to equity must come with clean hands, that is, the court will not assist a claimant who is himself in the wrong or acting for improper motives. Lachis, equitable remedies will not be granted if the claimant has delayed unduly in seeking them. Equity will not assist a volunteer, meaning that a person cannot litigate against a settler without providing the appropriate consideration, for example, money, 
and that equitable remedies will not normally be granted where damages would be an adequate remedy. The most important limitation relating to equitable remedies is that an equitable remedy will not lie against a bona fide purchaser for value without notice. Damages can also be awarded in equity as opposed to at law, and in some legal systems, by historical accident, interest on damages can be awarded on a compound basis only on equitable damages, but not on damages awarded at law. However, most jurisdictions either have ended this anachronism, or evinced an intention to do so, by modernizing legislation. Two versions of the legislation are in force in Australian jurisdiction with one version placing emphasis on commission of a wrongful act and the other omitting the reference to wrongdoing. The classification of a remedy as equitable has various consequences. For example, equitable remedies may be enforced by contempt and equitable remedies are subject to equitable defenses. Specific Performance when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Specific performance is an equitable remedy in the law of contract, whereby a court issues an order requiring a party to perform a specific act, such as to complete performance of the contract. It is typically available in the sale of land law, but otherwise is not generally available if damages are an appropriate alternative. Specific performance is almost never available for contracts of personal service, although performance may also be ensured through the threat of proceedings for contempt of court. An injunction, often concerning confidential information or real property, is a type or subset of specific performance, and is one of the more commonly used forms of specific performance. While specific performance can be in the form of any type of forced action, it is usually to complete a previously established transaction, thus being the most effective remedy in protecting the expectation interest of the innocent party to a contract. It is usually the opposite of a prohibitory injunction, but there are mandatory injunctions that have a similar effect to specific performance, and these kinds of distinctions are often difficult to apply in practice or even illusory. At common law, claimants' rights were limited to an award of damages. Later, the Court of Equity developed the remedy of specific performance instead, should damages prove inadequate. Specific performance is often guaranteed through the remedy of a right of possession, giving the plaintiff the right to take possession of the property in dispute. As with all equitable remedies, orders of specific performance are discretionary, so their availability depends on its appropriateness in the circumstances. Such orders are granted when damages are not an adequate remedy and in some specific cases such as land, which is regarded as unique. Exceptional Circumstances An order of specific performance is generally not granted if any of the following is true. Specific performance would cause severe hardship to the defendant. The contract was unconscionable. Common law damages are readily available or the detriment suffered by the claimant is easy to substitute, then damages are adequate. The claimant has misbehaved, unclean hands. Specific performance is impossible. Performance consists of a personal service. The contract is too vague to be enforced. The contract was terminable at will, meaning either party can renege without notice. Note that consumer protection laws may disallow terms that allow a company to terminate a consumer contract at will, for example unfair terms in consumer contracts regulations 1999. 
The contract required constant supervision. Mutuality was lacking in the initial agreement of the contract. The contract was made for no consideration. Specific performance will not be granted for contracts which are void or unenforceable. The exception to this, in equity, is in relation to estoppel or part performance. Where an injunction to restrain an employee from working for a rival employer will be granted even though specific performance cannot be obtained. The leading case is Lumley v. Wagner, which is an English decision. Additionally, in England and Wales, under Section 50 of the Senior Courts Act 1981, the High Court has a discretion to award a claimant damages in lieu of specific performance, or an injunction. Such damages will normally be assessed on the same basis as damages for breach of contract, namely to place the claimant in the position he would have been had the contract been carried out. Examples In practice, specific performance is most often used as a remedy in transactions regarding land, such as in the sale of land where the vendor refuses to convey title. One traditional justification for this position is that land is unique and that there is not another legal remedy available to put the non-breaching party in the same position had the contract been performed. However, modern decisions in at least one common law jurisdiction, Ontario, have argued that uniqueness is only a proxy for the real conceptual justification of specific performance, which is that it is fundamentally an open-ended rule of justice, and will be awarded wherever the plaintiff shows that the land in question, rather than damages, better serves justice between the parties in all the circumstances. However, the limits of specific performance in other contexts are narrow. Moreover, performance based on the personal judgment or abilities of the party on which the demand is made is rarely ordered by the court. The reason behind it is that the forced party will often perform below the party's regular standard, when it is in the party's ability to do so. Monetary damages are usually given instead. Traditionally, equity would only grant specific performance with respect to contracts involving chattels where the goods were unique in character, such as art, heirlooms, and the like. The rationale behind this was that with goods being fungible, the aggrieved party had an adequate remedy in damages for the other party's non-performance. In the United States, Article 2 of the Uniform Commercial Code displaces the traditional rule in an attempt to adjust the law of sales of goods to the realities of the modern commercial marketplace. If the goods are identified to the contract for sale and in the possession of the seller, a court may order that the goods be delivered over to the buyer upon payment of the price. This is termed replevin. In addition, the code allows a court to order specific performance where the goods are unique or in other proper circumstances, leaving the question of what circumstances are proper to be developed by case law. The relief of specific performance is an equitable relief which is usually remedial or protective in nature. In the civil law, the law of continental Europe and much of the non-English-speaking world, specific performance is considered to be the basic right. Money damages are a kind of substitute specific performance. Indeed, it has been proposed that substitute-specific performance better explains the common law rules of contract as well, see Stephen Smith, Contract Law, Clarendon Law. In English law, in principle reparation must be done in specie unless another remedy is more appropriate. Legal Debate There is an ongoing debate in the legal literature regarding the desirability of specific performance. Economists, generally, take the view that specific performance should be reserved to exceptional settings, because it is costly to administer and may deter promisers from engaging in efficient breach. Professor Stephen Chevelle, for example, famously argued that specific performance should only be reserved to contracts to convey property and that in all other cases, money damages would be superior. In contrast, 
Many lawyers from other philosophical traditions take the view that specific performance should be preferred as it is closest to what was promised in the contract. There is also uncertainty arising from empirical research whether specific performance provides greater value to promises than money damages, given the difficulties of enforcement. Law and Economics In contract theory, economists have compared specific performance to at-will contracts. Suppose that a seller and a buyer have agreed to trade a good in the future. In the case of specific performance, delivery of the good can be mandated by the court, while in the case of at-will contracting, the seller always has the right to walk away from the contract. Hard and Moore, 1988, have shown that if only at-will contracts are enforceable, then the parties have insufficient incentives to make relationship-specific investments. Subsequently, several authors such as Aguian et al., 1994, have shown that the underinvestment problem, sometimes called the hold-up problem, can be solved if specific performance contracts are feasible. However, these conclusions rely on the assumption that there are no information asymmetries. Schmitz, 2022, has pointed out that if the seller may gain an informational advantage over the buyer after the contract has been signed, then it will contracts may sometimes be preferable from an economic efficiency point of view.